Blog Talk Radio. chat about women's roles and roles for women in movies that have been recently released on DVD and on demand. Tonight, August 23, 2009, we are changing things up a bit by focusing on the newly released movie, Julie and Julia, starring Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Allow me to welcome Chick Flick Chat co-host Susan Rigazzo, my friend and colleague, as well as an avid film enthusiast. Here we are again, Susan. Hi, Lucy. Yes, here we are again. I couldn't wait to see this movie, so I'm glad we decided to discuss it while it was still out in the theaters. What a fun movie. I felt like I went on a trip to Paris. Oh, you are so right. The exterior shots of Paris were beautiful. Oh, just, just gorgeous. I am excited also to talk about this film, but first let's invite our listeners to join us for Chick Flick Chat. And if you'd like to chat along with us, please dial 646 929 2473. That's 646-929-2473. Long distance charges do apply and you can call in and listen or and if you want to speak to us, press number one and you can chat with us. I'll pick you up. Please note that I'm not opening the chat room tonight and by the way, this is the first time Susan and I are discussing this film so don't be shy to jump in on the conversation. Okay, Susan, let's get started. Let's uh, tell our listeners about this movie. Okay. Julie and Julia, starring Meryl Streep and Amy Adams, is the story of the two separate but parallel lives of Julie Powell and Julia Child. The story interweaves Julia Child's life leading up to her culinary stardom with Julie's own desire for fulfillment and purpose, which she searches for in the pages of Julia Child's cookbook. Through Julia Child's recipes, passion, and life story, Julie finds a mentor and an inspiration that crosses the boundaries of time and is only a few recipes away. It's a very good description, and there is so much to talk about with this movie. Again, callers, it's 646-929-2473 to add your thoughts and ideas, and we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so I think I'm going to start first with the casting of of the roles, and obviously it's Meryl Streep as Julia Child, who does a fabulous job. As always. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, as always, this is this is true. And Amy Adams, again, another terrific uh, mm-hmm. job for her. Well done as Julie Powell, the blogger. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, both married women, and mm-hmm. we meet their husbands early on in the film. Uh, Julia Child's husband is played uh, by Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. and uh, Julie Powell's husband is played by Chris Messina. He plays Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, nice relationships. Yes. At first, I was a little uncomfortable with Stanley Tucci and Meryl Streep. Were you? Why do you I, think yeah, that? Yeah, I felt like they were mismatched, but I guess we learned that, you know, there's a reason for that. I wonder if he had a physical similarity to the real, what Paul, his name was? 
Paul. Uh, Paul, yeah. I wonder if he has that had that physical similarity, and maybe that's why he was cast in that role. I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I wish I had researched that before we done that, but I, I would have to think so because everything seems so authentic. Yeah. Yes, it did. Absolutely. It, right. And also, she had that very tall sister, and and mm-hmm. it was just then her husband, the husband she chose, was kind of a smaller man, and and it was a, a, an interesting contrast. But it was truly a love story. Oh, it absolutely very romantic. Which you know, I didn't I didn't expect that from this film. I did not either. I did You know, I I went into it not knowing much about Julia Child, and theirs was a great love story. You know, yes. it's the kind of love that, that that many women dream about. Many people dream about having that kind of re- love, you know, relationship with their partner. Even though they were sort of uh, an odd match. Yeah, yeah. It worked for them. It totally worked. And it was, it was just so heartwarming to see that. Yes. And to see a different side of Julia Child. You know, not oh. just what, what we see on the, um, her cooking shows. Right. When you, you know, you think it's sort of like your teacher when you're in school and you have a substitute teacher or a regular teacher. You never think they have a life outside of what yeah, It's true, them, right? In the classroom. <laughs> but here she had this wonderful romance. And, mm-hmm. and, and in the opening of the film, we see them moving to Paris. And she, they move in. She's got this fabulous apartment in Paris. Who wouldn't want this? Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. And, and in contrast, we see Julie, the Amy Adams, character moving into a 900 square foot apartment in queens yeah. apartment i think is being kind it was a little dumpy <laughs> yeah it was a, a little well, bit queens i guess that's all they could afford it exactly. you know obviously that's present day i should add uh if, if someone has is listening hasn't or seen the the film the paris uh, storyline starts in 1949 mm-hmm. post-world war ii and we find out that julie child pr- prior to you know what we learn about her had worked at the for the OSS as a file mm-hmm. clerk, and that's how she met Paul. Yes. yes. So you know, there has been some. Uh, I've seen some press on this that oh, Julia Child was a spy or whatever. She, I don't know if that's true. I don't think they depicted that in the movie. Did you? Uh, they didn't. They made mention to it. They, they remember when they were sitting around the dinner table, uh, right. Paul and Julia, and they had their friends over, and there was they were joking about it. But it was it was only a hint, and perhaps they threw that in there because they knew of of this story that's been out there about Julia mm-hmm. Child. You know, maybe it was just a barb. Or it was something that maybe was true and they just didn't explore it. Maybe, maybe. Right, we won't, we won't really know. But she, uh, she certainly was something as a woman. Oh, my God, what a personality. Just huge life, huge spirit Yes, she had. So much, you know, if she's anything the way Meryl Streep depicted her, I mean, just, just this huge, wonderful woman. And, and, and it's interesting that they, they have this woman. And we're gonna, I think let's stick with Julie Child a little bit before we come to present day. In 1949, she's a wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're childless couple. Yeah. Uh, and then she's she, you know she's looking for something to do. She's moving to Paris where he is stationed for his job. I guess he's still working for the government at that point. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, you know, French wives don't do anything. Oh, they don't true. do anything. And, and yep. when she didn't have at this point, obviously she was done working for the government, and she was in her I suppose in her early forties. They had alluded to what was she going to do? She wasn't a mom, mm-hmm. and, and she mm-hmm. liked to she had to eat. Yes, that's what she said. I her like husband asked her, what do right, you like right? to do? She was like, I like to eat. <laughs> I, I like when she went to take that. She takes a, a hat-making class oh. to keep herself busy, and it turns out that it's not for her, and she ends up in this cooking class. Yes. And what I really liked was how they depicted and, and how Meryl Streep rose to the occasion because she's the only female in an mm-hmm. all-male cooking class. Mm-hmm. So there's that challenge in and of mm-hmm. itself of being the only female in an all-male world at the time in 1949. Absolutely. I mean, it was a man's world, and she, you know, had to – and they didn't take her seriously, and she knew it. Yes. But she and went she back thought, every day. 
she felt like she had to prove something, I think. Yes. And she did. Absolutely. And, you know, she almost like a pioneering woman. Very you much. Know, like you said, because at that time, uh, yes, that was not a woman's blazer. role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you know, very and, and pioneering. She, she goes from being sort of a lost, uh, uh, you know, a, a nice wife and wonderful woman, but she goes to being this, she comes alive. Oh, and yeah. she has this goal, and she wants to finish this school and, and, and learn how to cook and get a diploma and move on. And she's not sure where she's going with it. I don't think mm-hmm. she knew. She was thinking, oh, I'll teach. But she, it was something that was her passion, and the passion was driving her. And yeah. that's where I want to talk about. I want to, I want to bring, go over now to Julie in, in 2001, yeah. present day, working in this job. She's married, again, a childless couple, mm-hmm. um, younger in her age at this point, working in this job at uh, – you know, a, a development company for the World Trade Center. It's mm-hmm. 2002, I think, right? 2002. I believe so. And she's going nowhere fast. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the the job is not self-fulfilling. Right. You know, she is, you know, I, I thought that was interesting because she was making a difference in what she was doing because she was helping these families of 9-11 victims. And, and that, you know... That's a big thing. That's, you know, you're helping people. Except she did not feel fulfilled by that because people, it was like people chronically complaining in her ear. And that, that's got to wear on a person day after day after day. And they're yelling at her. Remember that scene where she's like, sir, don't yell at me. And he's, in one of the callers said, I wanted to talk to somebody. Do you have any power? And she says no. Yeah. And I think that in what you had said in, in, earlier in your uh, synopsis is, you know, they were, she's looking for f- fulfillment. And a purpose, and this is how yeah. she comes around to. She likes to cook. She makes a comment about I can put together cream and eggs and and, and make a pudding or something. And she knows that that's like a formula. It's yeah. going. And there's a formula for her to have the pieces to put together a life that she wants. And she gets yeah. this idea that she's going to take the the cookbook and cook her way through it. And that therein comes the challenge for the that sets the tone for the whole movie. Absolutely. Yes. And the challenge was, how many recipes was it, 534? It was 500 and something in 365 days. days. And her friend has a blog, and she says, I can blog. And again, in 2002, blogging was going on, but it was still fairly... Yeah. Early, I think, in the in the life of blogging. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was coming around. People really weren't sure what they were, and they're still not sure. Some people that I talk <laughs> right? to, you know, <laughs> I, I, I talk to people about. Here we are with Lucy. They're like, well, what are you blogging about? You know. And yeah. Anyway, it's it's funny how things are evolving, but slowly. And yeah. she does this challenge, and she starts to cook. She's working all day, and she's using her own money, and she's. But it, it's it's another passion. We see an example yeah. of, uh, uh, a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge, really, I think, at that point, more than the passion. Yeah, yes. Because obviously she's not getting a challenge at work. Right. You know, so this is, you know, the self-motivation completely. And, and the, cha- the challenge becomes, it's not even so much to make the recipes. It's the, I think it's the ultimate challenge is to finish the goal. Yeah. And we know that she's had, part of the reason this is so important, I think we should talk about this, is mm-hmm. and many women start things and you mm-hmm. don't finish. And she mm-hmm. has this manuscript that she talks about, she alludes to, mm-hmm. that she never finished. It was halfway written. She yeah. wants a publishing deal, but it's only halfway done. And even her mother, God bless the mothers, has oh. to <laughs> remind her that, you know, oh, well, what about that book you started you never finished? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's some skepticism there from the mother about whether she would finish this in 365 days, which I think is a good thing because it made her more determined. Yes, absolutely. Just the way that it did for Julia Child when she was in the cooking school with all men. Right. You know? And she wanted and, to be good. 
we can't we can't dismiss the fact that also the the woman who was running the cooking school and it was a woman running the cooking school who told Julia Child you will never be a great chef and she never she never stepped back off of that she I'm was glad you brought that telling out because her. I have a note here that says women holding women back uh-huh. and I think in our society until we realize that we have to lift each other up yeah we're never yeah. going to be able to run the world. It's so true. And, you know, when you have uh, even one woman holding one woman back, it affects everybody. And look, if Julia Child hadn't bumped into, now we know that she was determined, and we don't know what would have happened had she not bumped into these two women at a party, her, her friends Simone Beck and Luzette Bertol, that, mm-hmm. you know, end up, she gets introduced to them, and they're trying in their own ways as two women in 1949 to put together a cookbook. Mm-hmm. Simone is determined, but I don't think she was really much of a cook. And Lizette, who seemed to be more of a cook, at least the impression that I got, she doesn't want to do the work. Yeah, she lacks or, that. Yeah. She has an excuse. and So they, they enlist Julia Child, and they start a little partnership to get this book written, and, and mm-hmm. they start cooking classes, and and she she gets she finally does get her little diploma, and which really and I say little in the sense that I'm not uh, diminishing it, but it doesn't end up matter making any difference. It doesn't matter in the end. No. What no. matters is that she does something with it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And she starts to write this this other book, the, you know the the book that obviously the whole movie is based on, which is called Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Mm-hmm. Starts to have a life of its own. And I, I like the fact that they, they had the little interview where she goes with Luzette and Simone to meet Irma Rombauer, who's the author of uh, Joy of Cooking, which, oh, you know, yeah. they, they were idolizing this woman. Mm-hmm. And Irma says, oh, I didn't test the recipes. Yep. And they're like, what? Yeah, they're, they're sitting here, they're putting all of this time and dedication <laughs> into this book, testing the recipes, changing them, and then here they find out that they're idle, like you said. They're not and they not test them. And, and Julia Child's like, oh, and, you know, it's sort of a, a she's disillusioned then. And she's, yeah. she's, and they're testing everything and it ends up being yeah. 700 and something recipes that they had to cut down for the editor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, a, it, it is, a, it's an interesting example about how women are, are affecting each other and, and what we think of each other and how you can help each other. And it, it's, I, I really liked that part of this film, that there's so many, um, levels of it it's not just the main character julie and julia you know there's other women around them that are affected and and one of the things let me jump back to julie powell's character is she is spurned on in a way originally because she goes to lunch with three friends oh yeah who were not uh what's the word susan they're um you know what they're they're playing in a man's world they're playing men in a man's world they okay, are that's a good cold way to they are cutthroat, and you know they're all in the corporate world. Uh, it was they were I was very upset out, with that scene. Yeah, they were only I, out to help themselves, not to help each other. Because even absolutely. the friend that says, "Oh, I want to interview you," ends up embarrassing her. Exactly. In a magazine article, uh, embarrassing Julie Powell in a mm. magazine article about being thirty and not having direction or something, and, and yeah. it's like, well, you don't do that to your friend. That doesn't help no. your your friend and your in your your you know, your colleague or just not right, the right thing to do. Exactly. But she does get spurned on. She starts this blog and she realizes, you know, she's got to do something with her life. Um, I, it's, there are a lot of emotions that come up throughout the process of her doing these recipes. And when I say her, I mean Julie Powell in this instance. I know there's a lot of flipping mm-hmm. back and forth between yeah. the two. When she's, you know, she has this devotion to this new purpose in her life. 
And it's it's interesting that this is, you know, she becomes a, 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 so focused, this laser focus. And I I wonder if, you know, to get, I think, well, no, not that I wonder. I know that when you need to get stuff done, you almost have to have that. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you are so focused on your goal that, that and the passion driving you, I mean, that is, that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And it's, uh, it, and it's also productive. Highly productive. If you're not yeah. focused, and, and, and this is a problem in our society with women that have children, I think, is that we, they, well, I don't have children, but you, they get hung up on, oh, my kid has to do this, or my kid is going here, I'm taking my children, or, and that's all wonderful, and it's about being a good mom, but you have to have your own, your own thing. Absolutely. That you focus on. Absolutely. That's so and if important. You, if you can't devote that laser focus, things just don't get done because weeks and months and, and mm-hmm. years go by. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is, you know, she's focused and a whole year goes by, and Julia Child is focused on this book, and I think we oh. learned that it's like eight years or nine oh. years in the making. And who knew a cooking book would take so long? Would take eight, so long. nine years, absolutely. I was like, oh, my goodness. But she you does know, finally it, get published. It finally gets published, and After, it changes the world. She changes the world. She absolutely does. And that wasn't her int- original intent. Her only intent was to find fulfillment. Right. That was her only intent, and look what she did. And, and to write a wonderful cookbook. And she, yeah. And she did. And, know, and, and look how it affected years later how it affected Julie Powell, because that is based on a true story. Oh, yeah. Julie Powell existed. And, right, and she wrote, then the book she writes is Julie and Julia, My Year of Cooking Dangerously. Yes. Besides yes. the blog. You know, and then the movie comes out of it. And then we're all affected. And look at how even Julia Child in 1949 starts this book, and then, and then Julie Powell in, in Queens, New York, starts this blog. And in, in 2002 and here in 2009, you and I are sitting here discussing it, and who knows how many people are listening. Yes. And, and, and how many millions are seeing this movie. It was, it was a big hit the last couple of weekends. Absolutely. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. And it, I think it's also a testament to how your work do affect people and they're both writers and they're in, in different formats and I'd like to talk a little bit about about that with the different formats um, you know we, we do learn that part of the reason Julia Child gets published is she had this long term uh, pen pal named Avis yeah. whose husband had been a publisher and mm-hmm. she'd been writing to her never met her in person up until the point where we, she meets her in the movie mm-hmm that was a fantastic scene. Yeah. She was sitting with she was Simone, correct? She was sitting right. with Simone, and they're waiting for her to come off the train. And Simone comes to find out that this wonderful friend of Julia's, she never met. Never she's met. Like, she's what? Like, you don't know what she looks like. She's like, I've never met her. <laughs> and it's so it, it, it's very it's a very poignant scene. I think that you, oh, you yeah. this woman is, has basically changed Julia Child and Simone's life. Absolutely. By getting the book published, you know, by bringing her to the right people and and believing. It's mm-hmm. about believing in each other, too. And you know what? They, they also did support each other through their relationship, their, through their pen pal relationship. Yes. You know, there's a huge support going on there. I actually have a pen pal. You do? I do. It's not, a, you know, it's, it's a modern-day pen pal. It's all through email, of course. But it's a very intimate relationship. So when I saw that scene, I totally understood what Julia Child and Avis were feeling because we, don't, we, we never see each other. We never see each other. We do not talk on the phone. It's Have you ever seen a picture? Oh, yes. We actually, we, many years ago, we worked together. But then, you know, she has three kids. We, we went in completely different directions. But we maintained this very supportive, intimate relationship through our writing. Yeah, Absolutely. just the writing. Isn't that? So, so what, I saw that, and I thought that was such a beautiful scene. And it, it, it is, in a, in a way that, 
like, with today's modern technology, now you're using email for your mm-hmm. own relationship, and then Julie Powell uses the basically the source of email is blogging and then the comments, and she's writing. In a way, I have to say, it sort of equates to having a pen pal, that you, it's a faceless, invisible recipient of your words. Yeah. And then that person writes back, and she has this blog, and she got, finally started getting comments, and she made, you know, first she had, it was her mother, and then she gets, it starts to become more and more comments, and it's a wonderful thing when you get comments on, on the blog. There's no doubt I can it, test I was going to ask you, yeah. It's very exciting, and, you, and you're just like, oh, I'm so happy that someone took the time, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's, you do appreciate that they're reading, and they're commenting, and they're interacting, and I, I wish more of it was going on, you know, on, on all blogs, and especially on Here We Are With Lucy. Um, and it's really a nice feeling because you realize when you hit that publish button when you're writing a blog, you don't know who's going to read it, if anyone. Yeah, yeah. So when you do finally get some feedback, and it's, it's instead of getting a letter in the mail, you're getting a comment or maybe an e- I do get emails, too. Sometimes people don't like to comment on an open forum. They'll email me. It's very, very nice, and it, and it is a, a validation, and it's certainly an interaction. And, it, again, it's, it's sort of people changing your lives. And from her writing this blog and meeting these faceless fans and getting published on, uh, you know, getting a link on salon.com, which is a, a, a you know, a impressive stat to have. And she gets mm-hmm. known through this. Mm-hmm. Those faceless fans sort of get her her publishing deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Through the popularity of the blog. Right. Yeah. So you're reaching people. And it's, you know, it's just an interesting um, parallel. You know, it's just so, it's so different and yet it's the same thing. Now, there is a point where Julie gets so absorbed into the, writing this blog that there's a little skirmish between her and her husband. Yes. Uh, and she gets so caught up in, in the, the blog writing. Do you find that? You get caught up? Do, do you uh, see how easy you can get caught up? Yeah, I get caught up because I'm always thinking about it. Mm. And I'm always thinking about how I can make it better. And, and yes, I do get caught up in it, I, I, especially in the beginning. I'm coming up on a year in October. And at first I was very obsessed with it and everything was about the blog. And now that the technology is a little bit easier for me and I understand mm. the, the, you know, what I'm doing and that part of it, once that all clicked, the other part, the writing part, was easy. Yeah. Um, no, I won't say easy. It comes a lot easier, and certainly content is not my problem. <laughs> I have tons of stuff to write about and to talk about. But I like to, you know. And it, but I will say that the blog has taken me away from writing my books. Okay. Because I've devoted time to the blog because that's going out publicly and that's important to me, and and the books I'm, you know, I'm working on, but not getting as much work as I would like done on it. But that's okay. No, they're not things all. And I think one of the points in this movie was with with Julia's book taking so long is that it happened when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. And after all that travel with each kitchen she went to, you know, the book got increased and it changed and it it was like a metamorphosis. They come mm-hmm. back to the United States and she gets her book deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's she had to go on that journey. It was a big journey. And don't they don't they say that it's about the journey, not the destination? Yes, and it literally was a journey. I mean, they lived Absolutely. in Paris. I think they went to Stockholm. Absolutely. And did they go to Italy? Were they in Milan? Oh, they were. Yeah, they were, and they came from China originally, right? Right, from, from China, China. So to here France. they come full circle. They end up back in the United States in Massachusetts, and she gets her book deal. Yep, and the time was right. And, and the and time was right. And, it, and you, know, you and I talk a lot about. Uh, not not on the radio show for those who are listening, but we talk about the universe and how things take the time they take. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and, and a lot of times we force like, oh, I got to get this done. Yeah, do. yeah. But things do. They if to make it good and to make it something that is going to change other people's lives or affect people's lives, or get them to join in. It, it does have to sort of incubate and become organic and find mm-hmm. its way. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. that are forced just don't, you know, happen. Which is what happened, I think, with between the husband and wife with Julie Powell and and, yeah. and Eric. She was starting to force it, and it wasn't working for her. Yeah. And we see that, too, when she, there was a point where she was going to have a, a publisher come over to her house, and she was going to cook her one of Julia Child's recipes, and she thought that was her big break. And right. then the publisher ended up canceling, right. and the, she had meltdown. She, she had, had the meltdown. meltdown. And I think when she relaxed and kind of let it go and then came back yeah. to it, it was so much better, and the experience was. was so much better. Absolutely. And there were lessons there for, for women I, that I really, really liked. I thought there were some really nice underlying themes Mm-hmm. Uh, about starting over versus maybe starting new. Yeah. So, you know, they say, oh, I have to start over, but really you start, you're sort of just starting new. It's not always, yeah. there's a, a slight difference. Um, and I, I also would like to make the point that, and I write about this sometimes in, in the subtext of, of the uh, Here We Are With Lucy, is that nobody does anything alone. Mm. If you have a goal or you, you, know, you have a purpose or you, something you're seeking, you need help. It's true. Julie Child had her husband. Julie Powell had her husband. And they had friends. Absolutely. Julie you know, Child we don't do you... this show without each other. You got it. I asked you to join me because you give me the help. There, you know, it's women helping women. And, again, I think that's an important message that this movie gets. Yeah. I hope uh, people who see it take away more than just the cookbook exactly. aspect. Exactly. You know, and learning who, which women are toxic to you is also important. Oh, very important. Like, I have an article coming up this fall on that. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, good. Yeah, we can yeah, look yeah. forward to that. Which, which, let me just come around to Mary Kay Place as the mother's voice on the phone. Uh, I love that we never saw her. Yeah. She was like the toxic voice that you have in your head that says, you exactly. can't do it. And you say, yes, I can. No, you can't. Yep. And then when, when Julie Powell gets the book deal about this whole blogging experience and the mother's like, isn't this wonderful? Yeah, only when she sees that it's successful is she supportive, which right. I, ugh. And that can't be. You have to be no. there all the time. Always, always, absolutely. Uh, okay, we've got five minutes left, Susan, so we're going to have to okay. speed along here. Oh, I have yeah. to get to the to the sets and the wardrobe. Okay. All right. Well, we saw the dichotomy of the 900-square-foot of Queen's apartment versus the beautiful Paris apartment, mm. and every apartment thereafter that they had was quite nice, nice new kitchen, um, so Julie does her blogging from the same kitchen throughout. Yeah. Uh, Julia Child does it in many kitchens as the book is developing. Yeah. So it's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, in Julie's apartment, they had this poster that they kept showing, and I didn't really get it, but I, I'll, I'm going to throw it out there. It said Crab Monsters. Crab Monsters? And it was a woman in, it kind of caught up into this claw of a crab, and I thought, that's a weird oh. poster. Why would the set designer pick that? Now, I don't know if that's a movie, but it was sort of like kind of caught up by the, maybe by the food. You're caught, you're trapped by the food. Or maybe she was just trapped in general before the whole food experience came along. All right, good point. I like that. I like that, that there's, yes. Okay, that's a very good point. I'll Perhaps. go with that. I like that better. Um, they both had the same pot. It's the Le Creuset orange pot. Oh, they did. 
And that thing, Lake Crusade has been around forever, making these big, uh, they're those um, cast iron pots. They have like an enamel on the outside. Very, very heavy. Very mm-hmm. nice to have. They mm-hmm. both have the same pot, which I thought that was an interesting, you know, through the generations that it's the yeah. same, you know, and how we all have something that maybe our grandmothers or our mothers use that you go, oh, the pot's out, you know, and it, it reminds you of things. Yeah. And then, of course, the pearls. Yes. Julia, Julia Child's Child famous pearls. pearls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did they mean to you? Uh, you know, Julia Child was very refined. I found her to be a very mm-hmm. refined individual in 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 her pre- uh, you know what she was presenting on the outside. You know, her her personality was just so vibrant. But the pearls, at one, you know, later in the film, Julie, in emulating her her uh, mentor Julia Child, ends up wearing these pearls. I think there's it's a huge significance of what she stands for. You know, Julia, she's she's this proud woman. She's a strong woman. Yet she's still she's still a female. She you don't have to be a man in right. a man's world to be successful. Very good. You point. can be a woman. You could be strong, and you could be successful. And there there's a certain formality with it. Yeah. Properness and ladylike. Yeah. yeah. And you know it's just I just thought it was really it was and they both have those qualities. And you're right. You they don't do. have to be. You can be a lady and still. Do what you need to do and achieve your goals and have your Mm -hmm. purpose and and gain fulfillment. And, you know, I guess ultimately it's it's about doing something that makes you happy. Yes, that's it. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Uh, Susan, we have about one minute left. Okay. This went very quick, didn't it? It did. And, you know, I just want to ask you, do you want to throw in anything, your overall critique? Bottom line, it was such an enjoyable movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, excellent. Nice supporting cast. Uh, it, was, it was great to learn more about Julia Child. I think it's a great movie for women to see. I walked away with it feeling somewhat inspired myself, and I would definitely recommend this for, for Me too. I yeah. really liked it. And I don't think yeah. it's necessarily just a chick flick. No. So there's no. wonderful acting overall. Yeah. The directing by Nora Ephron, fabulous. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was fabulous. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we talked about doing something that makes makes you happy i think ultimately that's the the point of this film and it makes me happy to chat with you susan so thank you for joining me this was fun i look forward to the next uh, chick flick chat and chat and we're going to have to pick a good film for that i know in october we're doing twilight for sure Yes. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Join us on the blog at herewearewithlucy.com and we'll see you next time. I'm Lucy Weston. Thank you and good night.